my one tip is just to get started, and it's getting easier and easier ever as again. If you have ChatGPT as your AI assistant to help you with that, yeah, you just need to actually do it. Don't think too much about it. If you want to get started, just get started. Even just do one video to have a taste of how the experience are. It's still gonna be helpful. I am an actuary. I am an actuary. I am an actuary. Welcome to the We Are Actuaries podcast, where you'll meet leaders who use their actuarial powers to solve a range of problems and make a real difference. I am your host, Julia Lessing, and I'm a qualified actuary based in Australia. I help actuaries develop communication and leadership skills to build great actuarial careers. So settle in, learn from the best, and be inspired. Hi everyone. Today we're talking about actuaries as YouTubers. Yes, you heard me right. Actuaries as YouTubers. YouTube, social media, influencer, they're not the words that we often hear or associate when we're talking about actuaries or thinking about what actuaries can do. But joining us for this discussion today is Vietnamese Canadian actuary, influencer and YouTube personality, V. V, thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Jura. Great to be able to talk to you and thanks again for having me on your podcast. Thank you for making the time from Canada uh, to come and chat with us about this today. So V, when I think we met about a year ago, when I came across your article in the Actuary magazine about actuaries in social media, and I thought it was really interesting, some of the tips that you were sharing in there. So I started to kind of uh, see what else you were doing. And I noticed that you had a YouTube channel and your YouTube channel, you've got lots of followers and lots of great content. So I was really excited to have this conversation with you to find out a little bit more about how you did that and what your processes are uh, for the actuaries who are maybe aspiring YouTubers themselves. And so you're not only are you a YouTuber, but you're also a qualified actuary and a creative printer. Is that what you, how you describe yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're a very qualified actuary as well. You've got lots of um, professional designations. Uh, you've got a couple of degrees and you're working through another master's at the moment. And I know you're a, an FSA and an FCIA and a, and a CIRA and a CFA yes. and you've got an MBA yes. too. So you're a very, very qualified actuary and you've also got um, these adventures in social media. So looking forward to hearing a little bit about that. But maybe you can start just by telling us how did you come to start your YouTube channel? I guess is because of the pandemic. <laughs> mm, mm. I guess when uh, during the pandemic, uh, people have more time than usual. And then yeah. when you are just at home and you feel like you want to do something different. So I guess that is what happened to me. Like during the whole pandemic, I had so many different ideas. I think I tried to write blogging which didn't work out because no. I, I am really not a writer. So <laughs> I tried a little bit and it didn't work out on that. And yeah. then I guess just one night I feel like, okay, maybe uh, from, from blogging, you can move into YouTube. It's like the yeah. video format of blogging essentially. Yeah. So when nobody was at home and then I'm just with myself, cell phone, then I just started to record an episode about what is an actuary, but it is like in Vietnamese because I also knew that at that point in time, uh, in Vietnam, we first 
we've, we had our first university that offered the actuarial science program. Oh, so wow. I think that is like a significant yeah. um, development of the actual profession in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So, and then I saw that like, oh, we already have like uh, YouTube videos about like what is an actuary in English, but mm-hmm. there's no such thing in Vietnamese. So, right. and then I'm Vietnamese uh, Canadian. So yeah. I thought like, okay, maybe it's time for me to it's share about, yeah. yeah, about the actual profession uh, for the Vietnamese community. And that is really how I started the YouTube channel mm-hmm. because like, People were interested in that from the Vietnamese community. And then I just felt like more like the urge of continue to provide, uh, mm-hmm. that content. And then I realized that it's not just the Vietnamese community. It's actually like even like the emerging markets or even like here when, when you, when people ask like, Oh, what, what actuaries do mm. <laughs> not all the time that, that we can explain, explain, explain that. Me. And then. Yeah. And then also like the junior or the aspiring actuaries, they may not know that there's so many things, uh, area that we can work in as an actuary. So, uh, that's just how I kept going and then having like different guests coming in and talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a great service you've done to the Vietnamese community then by providing these videos, instructional videos and descriptive videos about what actuaries do so that those Vietnamese actuaries who are studying can also have that supplementary material that they might not otherwise have or they they need to find it in English. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I, after I guess the few basics videos about actual profession in Vietnamese, I switch gear to English, which I think is right. fair because like they need to <laughs> know how to speak English yeah. anyways, if yeah. they want to be in the actual profession. Yeah. So I think that is more, will be more helpful for everyone. Right. right. Yeah. But very inclusive to have some videos in different languages as well, especially for people who aren't sure, but are just exploring what they're thinking about doing. So Okay, so it was the pandemic, you had time on your hands, you started writing, decided writing wasn't for you, preferred the video format and started um, doing those videos uh, for Vietnamese students and then you've extended that to, to Canadian students and now globally people are watching your videos as well. I remember one of your videos I really enjoyed was A Day in the Life Of and you sort of go through from morning to end showing what your day's like and what it's like being an actuary and I thought... I've never seen anything like that. It was so interesting and intriguing to see what someone else's day looks like uh, working as an actuary. Yeah, so vid- so video format, you prefer that. I mean, video is not a comfortable place for many actuaries. How did you become comfortable with being on camera? Well, my husband joked, uh, jokes that it's because I want to become famous. <laughs> 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 the honor campus. <laughs> well, you have. <laughs> and popular. Uh, I would say it's actually maybe it's also the fact that because I'm Vietnamese, actually, for us, we we are pretty used to performance on stages. Okay. Yeah, when we grow up, we would have like these like competitions on dancing yep. or okay. um, singing. So you'd be on, on a stage on a time. And then sometimes like, even like my parents, like at my wedding, my parents and friends would like record the, the different clip on a wedding, put it on YouTube. And then my yep. mom would be so excited. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> so, so I think it's like maybe the Vietnamese people just 
have a performance culture. Yeah. Um, that's, that's maybe very stereotype, but I guess yeah, that's yeah. like... But for you, us, that's like, what you grew up performing and so felt comfortable doing that. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so that's a fun... That's, I guess, for us, it's like, it's okay. It's like, just be on camera. It's yeah. like, you, you're on TV now you're okay. famous. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it there was, so it wasn't an uncomfortable thing for you because you'd grown up doing that kind of thing and yeah, felt yeah, comfortable. I would say, yeah, I would say it's not the being on a camera is uh, uncomfortable for me. It's more about the communication, making sure that I, I articulate or uh, how I say things. Well, mm-hmm. because like, again, English is not my first language. Right. So communication is something that if one thing that makes me feel less confident about myself is communication. Okay. So it's like I put a lot of effort at the beginning to just like scripting and preparing speeches and everything for my video. Mm. So that was like something was uncomfortable for mm-hmm. me. But then I was taking it as like more like a learning opportunity to really improve my communication and to Mm. be more comfortable talking to people or interviewing people or like just doing my own videos. Mm. So, yeah. So it's helped you to build your confidence communicating in English. And, but you've done, you've had to do a a few things to support that. So by scripting what you're going to say or planning out what you're going to say. And that's, that's been helpful. Yeah, for sure. So I think it's like, uh, if you're not recording, then I mean, I can communicate fine, right? But you know, like when you're recording, yeah. the pressure People are under is, pressure. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. much more. So it's really about like being comfortable with that yes. pressure that whatever you say or communicate is like, is okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's there's some good tips there for all of us because as you say, it, it's easy to communicate in a social setting, or for most of us, not all of us. But when the cameras are rolling, you feel that extra pressure to level up your communication, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to talk a bit about how you choose what to put on your channel and how you you do a lot of interviews as well. Um, so you know, how do you find those people? Because our head of marketing, when she first said to me, Julia, I think you should have a podcast. I just said to her, what would I talk about? Who would I interview? What if I run out of people to talk to? And that's been a really steep learning curve for me, but a really great experience. But you've been doing it for a lot longer. So can you talk us through your process of how you decide what to publish, what to put on YouTube and how you reach out to people to invite them for interviews? At the beginning, like my first few videos are more like my own videos where I was talking about uh, the actual professions or what the different roles of the actuaries mm-hmm. or like uh, productivity mm-hmm. sk- um, tips or uh, learning tips. But then I guess what I had, well, it's more work to do everything yourself yeah. <laughs> and come yeah. up with a different topic than like actually having someone to interview and share, right? And then for me, right. it's also about like, oh, maybe I don't know something, but I know somebody else that can talk about a topic. Mm-hmm. And that is also where you can blame those topics uh, out. And the the topic can be like coming from the subscribers because they will be like, oh, okay. uh, I'm, I'm interested in like uh, how to become an actuary in like, as australia Mm. or like in india or like in this field or this field 
So that is where I also can draw the different ideas. And this is also I can draw from my network because I also volunteer for a real long time. So I know that like a lot of, of actuaries are there volunteer to help promote the actual profession and, mm-hmm. and they have very good intention and they want to help the, the profession. So mm-hmm. now you just need to ask those people so that they can be on a platform like this so that like even more people can uh, listen to, to them to, for, for, to learn about those knowledge and those insight. So yeah. I would say it's like, it's a mix of like whatever uh, content that I find useful for the actual profession or as far as like in general, uh, anyone interested in quantitative, right? So math related careers, as well mm-hmm. as different um, topics that the subscribers or the viewers that mention in the comment. Mm-hmm. And then all maybe it's like when I see interesting people out there, especially interesting like jobs, like they actually work in, then I was like, oh, that's very interesting. Maybe mm-hmm. also my viewers or my community also want to hear about this. So yeah, so that's how things work. Okay, okay. Because your channel's really around providing insights and advice to actuaries about their career and work, work-life balance and well-being and those things as well. I know you've got a video at the moment where it's a productivity video and it's basically just you working. And so we can watch the video and work together and um, not feel, feel so alone, which is very, very cool idea. But it sounds like you sort of started by going through some of those tip type topics um, around actuaries starting their careers and then you've supplemented that with things that people are asking you about and then if they're things that you don't know about you're tapping into your network of volunteers who also maybe want to be famous and so you invite them (laughs) on your channel (laughs) and so collectively that gives you a, a you know a big range of content that you can share yeah yeah okay so what's What do you find most challenging about running a YouTube channel? You're listening to the We Are Actuaries podcast, brought to you by the Guardian Actuarial Leadership Program. If you're looking for a tailored training program to help you build your communication and leadership skills, registrations are now open. Head over to guardianactuarial.com.au for more information. I would say the challenges of running a YouTube channel would be similar challenges of running your own business because pretty much or like when you are a solo person running your own Mm -hmm. business because you have to wear multiple hats. Mm. You have to be like the researcher for researching the topic. Then you get into like become the writer, scripting the content. Then you have to uh, be your own cameraman, set up everything (laughs) as well as like the editor and then like the marketer at the end, right? Because you need to be able to market these videos as well. So it's just like so many different activities that, you have to do if mm. you run your own YouTube channel yourself. Mm. Mm. So like at the beginning, it, it took me like maybe like 10 to different, like 15 to 20 hours to produce mm. like a 15 minute video. Mm. Mm. So that was like quite a lot of time at the beginning. But yes, but I think after a while, then you get into a rhythm and then you just 
don't care about certain things anymore. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and you streamline different stuff so things get better. And yeah. I mean, you can also like leverage different uh, um, applications or you outsource for certain things. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is quite time intensive, right? And yeah. did you find that that got easier over time or like how did you, because that's a lot of time commitment for a very short video and then people might not even you know, they might watch it once and you've you've put that out there. Did, were you able to get that time down over time? What what helped with that? Yeah, for sure. So I think at, at one point it was more like uh, coming up with like batch producing. Because yeah. it's like, because like if I'm, you see, I, I don't wear makeup, but when I'm recording myself, then yeah. I wear makeup. Yeah. So yeah. so maybe you, you, you wear makeup once and you yes. produce two or three videos that yes. help, right? Because, you <laughs> yes. know, sometimes it takes long yes. for us to get yes, ready. You. <laughs> yeah. So like these kinds of, um, these kind of like tweaks into the process to yeah. streamline the process. And then mm-hmm. also like recently they actually have an app that leverage AI that can actually help cutting the different audio automatically. Oh, okay. So I was like tapping into that because like, oh, this is actually help reducing the editing quite a lot. Mm. And some other time I would be like, okay, I, I enjoy talking to people, but I don't really yep. enjoy editing. editing. So maybe I get some YouTube ads uh, money. So I just mm-hmm. use that money to mm-hmm. outsource the editing part, the, yeah. the tedious part. And then uh, with ChatGPT these days that I can <laughs> have ChatGPT to help me write the description or the post, right? So okay. like for me, like writing is like, it's, it's still painful for me. So I'm very happy with ChatGPT <laughs> to, yeah. to help with it. Yeah. Great. So tell us more about how you use ChatGPT to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. So like uh, recently I had uh, a venture vlog with ChatGPT with you also follow. So thank you for that. So it's like uh, my venture recently. So it's not just like helping me to uh, write the script, but also helping to write on the descriptions or research on SEO. Mm-hmm. And, and from that, for this particular series, is actually I'm leveraging ChatGPT to um, work alongside with me on building a prototype for like a business idea. Right. So in a way, then it helping create the content, right? Because like I'm actually working with it every day about that that business idea, uh, and the idea is like about a financial impact estimator for the ESG, and the prototype mm. would be like around the real estate and construction uh, okay. sector. So yeah, so it can work with me every day, every week. It's like okay, so what's the step we have to do? What do we have to do? Research, and I do that, and then I also ask also for week for this week update. What should I write in the script? So it's also oh, okay. Suggest wow. on like yeah, here this is what we should have a script, and then I just like tweak and make it. Um, edit or modify or it's just yeah. like oh I, I want to talk more about this or talk about this so it's a very great assistant I would say so yeah. I'm very happy about the introduction of chat for yeah. this year 
it's really made your life a lot easier. It's um, yeah. it's interesting because it gives such um, good quality output as well. Yeah, but sometimes I find you can look at it and think, oh, that looks very polished. Uh, that writing looks really nice. But sometimes there can kind of be some minor issues in there that are sort of a bit buried. So how do you find that sort of review process to make sure that what's coming out of ChatGPT is suitable for you to use? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I agree with you. Like on sometimes it's like the, I think for us now, the skill set is about the reviewing part mm. of it. Right. Mm. So like for me, a lot of the time, it just, it's hard to get started. So now it's so easy to get started. So now you just, your job is more modifying mm. or asking itself to actually evaluate like, Hey, right. given this, how would you improve it or how would you make it better or more casual or more conversational or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. So you can just like now your job is how you communicate with chat GPT. Mm -hmm. And that is like internal communication, right? So for me, like, again, like I I mentioned earlier, I'm bad at writing. So (laughs) this helped me a lot in terms of writing. So, 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 but then like if in, in terms of like actually using it as like data or analytics tools. So I think still a lot on us to actually using our own knowledge and experiences to say, Hey, that doesn't sound right. It's like, this the math for this is definitely like not right yeah. and then sometimes i would actually reference this it's back to another ai system it's like maybe the bing from um, the bing chat yeah. on, on that right so you you can have the two verify or validation and mm-hmm. also your own to like okay maybe you you know you feel like it's wrong there's something off about it. Yes. So then you would ask about like, okay, this doesn't make sense. And then this and this. And then it, it sometimes it does it does recognize mistake and it's very yeah. polite about it. So which is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it's like you also have to do your own due diligence, right? Because you can also ask like, hey, give me the actual source mm. on your statement on this. Mm. And then you go and actually do on your due diligence. So I think it's technically it's just very similar to our uh, typical work that every day, let's say if you have somebody working for you, you delegate the work, what do you have to do in order to review and be comfortable with it? So I think this is no different than that. It's just like now the person that working for you is an AI and always nice. So that person never complain. <laughs> a, so- polite, a polite assistant, <laughs> a polite, polite team member. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the way you've described that, V, that, you know, it's not just about starting from a blank canvas. It's about using the tool and then reviewing what's coming out of it and 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 using our experience and other tools uh, to, to check whether it's accurate and whether it's what we need and what, you know, understanding what tweaks we need to make so that it's fit for purpose. So, yeah, a really important skill for us as actuaries um, and all professionals going into the future. Yeah, so, for sure. so thank you for sharing all of your tips with us today and a bit of your story, how you came to have a YouTube channel and uh, your different ventures and your, your work with ChatGPT as well as a polite assistant. Um, I want to finish with one question today, V, and it's this. What's one tip that you would have for actuaries wanting to become a YouTuber? My one tip is just to get started and it's getting easier and easier ever as a game. If you have ChatGPT as your AI assistant to help you with that, it's 
yeah, you just need to actually do it. Don't think too much about it. If you want to get started, just get started. Even just do one video to uh, have a taste of how the experience are. It's still going to be helpful. Great advice. Thanks, V. It's been great talking to you today. And I'm sure that your story will be really interesting for lots of actuaries who have uh, maybe aspired to be YouTubers or um, maybe you've inspired them to be YouTubers. So thanks for your time today. Yeah. Thanks, Julia. It's great to talk to you. (laughs) So there you have it. Real life stories and practical tips from a leader using their actuarial superpowers to make a difference in the world. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to get in touch, subscribe, leave us a review and share it with your network. You'll find details from today's interview in the show notes below and on our website, www.guardianactuarial.com.au. Until next time. Thank you.